0: Welcome back. You are listening to the Shoot the Heels podcast and today's episode is with Beth Warford who founded Pretty Loaded. Pretty Loaded focuses on training people, on educating people on how to have situational awareness and the importance of personal safety. But before we begin the actual interview, I just wanted to give a heads up to the audience. That since we are going to be talking about situational awareness and the importance of personal safety, some of the scenarios which will be discussed may be triggering or disturbing for some as it discusses sexual abuse and sexual assault. Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Cheat the Heels podcast. I'm here with Beth Warford from Pretty Loaded. Welcome to the show, Beth.
1: Thank you, Ryan, for having me.
0: It's great to have you on the show. And I see that you're doing a lot of work in helping to give people the tools to prevent The worst things from happening. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and also how you started this project Pretty Loaded?
1: Yeah, so I'm a former pediatric ICU nurse and neonatal ICU nurse, sedation nurse, and I saw a lot of bad things happen to children. I've had to take children off of life support that were abused. I've had to do do, uh, sedations for small children that were raped, I've I've had to see a lot of really bad stuff. And I started when I was 22 years old doing that. And so I had something happen to me when I was out with my two oldest daughters in public. I had a would-be predator almost assault me, and my brother came to my rescue. But that completely changed my life. I actually froze in that situation. I didn't know what to do. I didn't have any of that type of training with what to do, but it changed my life. So I looked into self-defense and I found handguns and I found martial arts, but I knew there had to be something different, like criminals. Who are criminals? Who do? How do they select their targets? And so I found all of this research done on criminals. I found things like situational awareness, paying attention to your surroundings, pre-attack body indicators, because... Over 90% of all communication is body language. And then I started to find things like fringe areas, where do criminals assault people? And and so I decided that that I could save people from harm. I could save people from crime. I could save people from violence. So I just start I started this company nine years ago.
0: So one day someone almost assaulted you. And right. then and then that was a start for you to say, you know what? That's enough. I'm going to do something about it.
1: Right. Well, and my backstory as well, when I was eight years old, my best friend's mother was murdered in the house behind our house. I lived in a small city in North Dakota, but this person went on to kill four people. And from the time I was eight years old, I never felt safe in my home ever again. Back in the 80s, we didn't talk about it. We didn't talk about the fact that she was just all of a sudden gone. Uh, My whole life, I've been had fearful energy and I've been almost a victim multiple times because of my fearful energy and my lack of eye contact. Every time I'd get afraid of somebody, I would divert my eyes. And it was the wrong thing to do. So I've almost been a victim a lot of times. But because my intuition is off the charts, I saved myself from so many things. And so this has kind of been brewing, you know, over the years, I just wanted to stop feeling afraid. And that's why I started, I developed this company. And I needed to stop feeling afraid because I had four daughters that I had to protect.
0: So you mentioned a couple of things. Uh, I think you mentioned uh, low energy, like a very like a low energy. And also you didn't have uh, this like a solid eye contact. Um, Does that, does that pay into the role of, uh, you know, do criminals look at that and look at. Yeah, they do.
1: Yeah. There've been multiple studies done on criminals and who they target. And, They go after distracted people, little or no eye contact, slow walkers, people that have an unusual gait. So humans are just like animals. We Mm -hmm. go after the easiest, you know, the criminals go after the easiest, weakest target. If you have strong eye contact, it shows that you are a fighter. They don't want a fighter. They want somebody easy. So you need to walk with your head high, strong eye contact, shoulders back, Walk fast, faster if you can. Walk with purpose. Um, walk, walk with an organized, structured movement. Uh, so I basically teach you how to be a hard target, so you're not uh, selected by a criminal.
0: So I'm I'm assuming that a lot of people who come to 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 work with you or to uh, to learn from you, uh, they come and it could be that they've never stood up for themselves, or maybe they've never voice their opinion and how do you give them that I'm not sure if it's self-esteem or that confidence where they can they can hold their head high and it's okay
1: yeah so so we kind of go through you know all the stages and steps so first you need to know who are the criminals most people are surprised by who criminals are they're not just the thugs on the street they can be wealthy people uh intelligent attractive people so we kind of run through who criminals are Um, expose their tactics. Then we talk about situational awareness, paying attention to what looks out of place, what seems out of place. We we focus on intuition because intuition is the highest form of all intelligence. And then we run through scenarios and then we talk about fringe areas. Where do most crimes happen? Right. Mm -hmm. And then we run through different scenarios. Okay. This person is targeting you and we know they're targeting you because they're staring at you. They've been staring at you for like three seconds or more. So in order to know that you're a target they're staring at you whether it's your a purse or something on you that always stare at the target or the person and then they try to get close to you they try to, to position themselves close to you so i teach people okay keep your space from that person if you see somebody cross the street go into a store walk with somebody use use a vehicle get away from that person that's number one right uh, number three is a They test you. They ask you a question. It might be, "Hey, can I get the time of day?" This is just to distract you and to see if you're compliant. So there's all sorts of steps that they take, but we we run we run our clients through these scenarios. We tell them, "Okay, this your palm out is stop." And it's universal. You don't have to speak English. This means stop. Don't come any closer. We have them um, kind of uh, stagger their body language, kind of blade their body, right, and then um, also say. Stop. I can't help you. And it's enough where you have strong eye contact. And if they keep coming at you, then they've announced bad intentions. But we go through all of that. Most women have a very hard time speaking up and saying stop. And they have to practice it. And they have to know, okay, you need to move. You need to move off the X, we call it, move to the left or the right. But you're not backing up. You're not being submissive. So it's a, a lot of it is just knowing these details once they, once they, get through our training. They know what to do. They know what to look for. They know most of the time it's, it's moving away from that person, getting out of the situation.
0: And I think that it's great that you're doing this training because when someone doesn't use a muscle, let's say, if you're not using that muscle, you wouldn't know how to, what to do with, you know, how to act. And so by, by working on, uh, you know strategies and situational awareness. Ah, how many people has this helped?
1: Well, I've personally trained thousands of people in person, thousands of people on webinars, wow. and then my videos have reached hundreds of millions of people globally. So, uh, yeah, I've I've gotten a lot of emails. You know, a lot of YouTube comments that I've saved a lot of people from from crime and from harm. So. It's helped a lot of people. And the reason I started this company is because I think prevention is huge because, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? So you have food and water and shelter at the bottom, then safety and security. And then you keep going up to the, your best self, which is self-actualization. And if you feel afraid at home or you feel afraid at work, you're never going to get to your best self. But it also goes the other way. If you're victimized and you're at the top, you're going to fall back to that safety and security level again. And you need training. You need help to get back up to your best self. It's all about being your best self in life.
0: Well, I like how this training that you're doing, how it's going. uh, Now I would like to ask regarding the, the situational awareness Uh, What are some situations which we can use as an example for the listeners that they need to be aware of? Because I'm bringing this up because so many times you hear people say, well, you know, if anything happens, I'll just call 911 and I'll wait for the ambulance or I'll wait for the police to come. Uh, What are situations which can, you know, hit home to some audience members to think, well, damn, I should really get some training.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, the average encounter is over in nine seconds and the police department is 10 to 15 minutes away. That's a good police department. There are some cities that it takes much longer for them to get there. And so it's important that you are your own first responder. The police actually call it yo-yo time. You're on your own until they can get there. Even if you're stressed out and you're dialing 911, it's hard. You know, your fine and gross motor skills deteriorate when you're stressed. It's hard to call anybody And by the time the call goes through, through the call center, then do you know where you are on the street? Can you tell people where your address is? You're so scared, right? So you have to be able to take care of yourself. But most of it is just not looking at your phone. You're not distracted. Most people don't realize that the lack of situational awareness is the number four cause of death in America. Accidents are the number four cause of death. It used to be number three. So just by looking at your phone, not paying attention, you could walk out into traffic, you could fall off a ladder, you could, you know, fall down the stairs, there's multiple things. But it's also about being a good human being too, because you might see somebody that needs your help. And now you're going to assist this person because you see that they need help. And it's just, uh, you know, our ancestors used paid attention all the time. And now it's just everybody's so distracted. (laughs)
0: Well you you mentioned ancestors and a lot of the younger kids nowadays they look at me like i'm one i'm I'm only in my thirties and they look at me like I'm someone very old uh <laughs> but you mentioned how uh the older generations they paid a lot more attention, and as we see you know generation to generation, I wonder if the next generations if they will be as attentive. Uh, but touching on that, I now want to ask, uh, what about the, the kids, the those who are, uh, you know, starting to walk to school or those who are going out? Uh, do you also have situational awareness or do you have any kind of training for them as well?
1: I do. So I have videos for them and walking to and from school. You know, don't fall for the car that's asking you to help find a puppy or or, you know come with them. Strangers aren't always scary. Strangers can be women. Bad people can be women as well. They need to know that. um, It's not just men all the, all of the time. So it's walking with people. It's keeping your distance. It's having a safe house, knowing how to run and and get somewhere safely. I also have guides for children. Parents are responsible for their children's safety under the age of 10. Like if, if they're in a mall or anything, they have to watch their children like a hawk. And they need to have a plan ahead of time. Okay, if we get lost, one of you gets lost. See that, you know, big fish tank or see that counter over there. You're going to go to that counter and you're going to tell somebody, you know, that you're lost. But, But try to find a woman with a child if you can. So there's all sorts of safety measures, safety plans. I don't like to terrify children whatsoever, but you need to tell them that there are bad people out there. Uh restrooms are a huge fringe area. So if your child is younger or a smaller child, go with your child into that restroom. Don't just assume they're going to be okay in that restroom. So there's all sorts of tips that we have and we have guides on our website and videos for that.
0: You know, like so often, especially in the nineties, I was I grew up as a nineties oh I'm an 80s, nineties kid. And so often i think i would think that hey everyone is just uh nice and dandy and i (laughs) i remember one time i took a candy from some stranger at the uh at the laundromat and my my parents were asking me where'd you get that where'd you get that candy and i pointed you know some guy who wasn't there anymore some guy over there and then you know of course my parents We're terrified, Uh, but in the mind of my, you know, me being seven years old, I was just thinking that everyone is, is okay. So I really, uh, now looking back, something could have happened. I could have been kidnapped or worse. And, you know, the, you mentioned in the beginning how, you know, in the medical field, how you treated uh, victims and
1: Mm -hmm.
0: how does it feel for you knowing that the tools you are teaching are helping to prevent these abuses from happening?
1: Well, that's basically my why. That's why, you know, I, I keep on with pretty loaded, you you know, with all the times I've wanted to quit because the website's broken or something, you know, just as an entrepreneur, things sometimes don't go very well and you just want to stop but my why is definitely because I believe that I am saving people from harm and from violence. And I had one, one poor girl, she was, I believe 14 years old and her friend was raped on the way to school. She lived in Michigan and she started carrying a knife to school because she was terrified for her life. And they, she got in big trouble because of the knife, but they had her take my training, um, just so, you know, she could know what to do instead of having a knife on her since she wasn't supposed to have one. But she was a different child after that. And so I feel for a lot of people that are are not in safe environments. And, you know, right now I'm training a lot of people that are having to go back to work. And they're going to back to work in Seattle and Portland and and LA and Minneapolis is very dangerous on the streets, you know, because you can get fentanyl for a dollar now. So there are tons of drug addicts on the street that are assaulting these people, just going back to work. And this training is real. This is people would be shocked at what's going on in America right now. And so I feel good about giving people real skills to protect their life because I don't want anybody to be assaulted at all or anybody to be robbed or or any of that. So that's basically my why.
0: Wouldn't that be great if we wouldn't have to see that on the news like every day because, you know, I I watch a lot of YouTube and there I have like, you know, the compilation of different news networks and you see all over the United States, you know, kidnappings, nabbings and worse things that I don't even want to mention. They're just yeah. so atrocious, but it keeps on happening. And most of the time, the victim uh, is a is a, either a child or you know a, a young woman and it just keeps on repeating itself uh what are criminals like how do they see the world because i i i know that uh you you teach people to have situational awareness to be aware but i don't think people are aware of the criminal mind what can you say about that
1: well you criminals are very, very bad and violent. They've, they've done a lot of MRIs on criminals that are violent criminals and they don't have an empathy center. So it's very hard to try to take, like let's say a sex offender and try to change their mind. It's, it's very hard to do that. They only care about themselves. They care about what they want and they will get what they want. They don't even care about the police or anything. They don't care if they end up back in prison. They will do what they want to do. So people need to understand that there are very violent, vicious people out there on the street. And when you understand that, that, then you can kind of, you know, take it to the next level. Like we always teach people, don't go with somebody if they come up to you and they have a knife or a gun. Don't go to another location. You're not coming back. You know, if they wanted to to kill you, they would just go up to you and kill you. They want, it, they want you for something else, and then they're probably going to kill you. So you need to run and fight in that circumstance and try to get away that's your best chance but a lot of people are in la la land they don't understand how how terrible criminals can be
0: it's scary isn't it yeah it is (laughs) and uh, another scary thing is because we're we're trying to avoid you know certain strangers uh but in our day and age we're meeting strangers all the time you have you know Uh, dating apps. Uh, You have Uber and Lyft and they're very useful. I use it all all the time. Uh, Not the dating apps. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, mean good for you. (laughs) Uh, The Uber and Lyft. Um, And you mentioned how people are going back to work. Uh, Is it always safe to be in an Uber and a Lyft? Uh, What are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I have a whole video on that as well. It depends, you know, if you're alone, if you're by yourself, I always say to sit behind the driver. It's a very domineering position to take because you don't want to sit next to the driver because you don't really understand if they're going to grab you or, you know, do something to you. I would say most Uber drivers and most Lyft drivers are very great. They're good people and they're just doing their job, but you can find bad people in every industry every single industry so you just have to take you know the measures um when you get into a car because some now you have somebody who is physically driving you somewhere right so yes. you just need to pay it you need to pay attention and you need to have strong eye contact and pay attention to where you're going mm-hmm. and, and you're not you're not ever getting in an uber or lyft intoxicated and by yourself
0: <laughs> okay so don't get into an uber if you're intoxicated so you would advise maybe calling a friend
1: I would call a friend. Yeah. I mean, it just, it really depends, but even men are robbed, you know, when they're intoxicated, it's just, it's just not wise to do. I would call a friend or somebody that you knew.
0: No, it's good that you mentioned that because I mean, me, myself, you know, I've gotten into, you know, several Ubers uh, not fully sober and it's never on. uh, It's not something that I'm looking for. You know, I just want to get home. I don't care. I'm I'm driving safe because someone is driving me. Uh, but you know, sometimes it's good to, you know, wake up and just, just be aware that not everyone is, is Jesus Christ. Not everyone is holy. Not everyone is a good person. Um, do some of the people that you've worked with, do you think that they may, they may take this training and have like a almost. A feeling of like paranoia towards everybody or does it do you train people to have a balance and how does yeah, that
1: have have a balance so so we teach to profile all <clears> strangers <throat> not not on race or gender right but profile people on how or, how they are acting are they acting weird and then what is that person do, doing just because there's a homeless person on the street doesn't mean they're going to do anything to you, but now is, do they see you? Or are they staring at you? And now is their body language changing? Are they all of a sudden standing up now? Are they walking towards you? Right? Mm-hmm. So there's different, there's different levels of escalation that we kind of go through just because somebody quote unquote, looks scary. Doesn't mean that they're scary. So it's, it's not about being paranoid at all. You're not expecting to be attacked today. You're not expecting to be robbed today. You're just confident and you're empowered you know what to look for. You are the hardest target on the street. So they're going to go after, there's going to be so many easy targets on the street that they can go after, but they're not going after you today.
0: That's the main point. That's the, that's the goal. They're going to go after you. Yeah. Um, You mentioned about eye contact, how, you know, someone you, you look at their body language. Let's say someone is looking at me with the most evil, you know, hateful look and me being who I am, sometimes I don't think I just act. Um, I'll look back, and I'll probably my way of of looking back at this person is, what the hell are you looking at? Mm-hmm. Uh, but what is the the right way to you know be smart in this situation? Because I I also I would like to learn. You know how can I prevent? Uh, is it better to just walk away or should i look at look at that person in the eye and or what
1: <laughs> it's, it's it's best to give strong eye contact back don't furrow your brows and and like escalate the situation okay. but it's a it's a confident like i know who you are not me not today i know what you are right it's just that strong confident and then move away from that person because you don't you don't ever want to deal with somebody like that because you're you're probably not going to end up winning yeah. So distance, distance yourself from that person.
0: And it's and, and as advice. you're
1: walking away, you need to kind of look back, watch your six, right? Make sure they're not fo- following you all of a sudden.
0: Great advice. Because if I'm in that situation, you know, and I don't have the training, not just for me, but also for anyone who's listening it's easy to just you know allow instincts to just take control but it's great to have this training to know okay you know what I'm going to look at that person but I'm not going to escalate it I'm just going to have that confident look and but still be in control of my actions and I think that's a very smart thing because I don't want to go to jail either
1: yeah exactly (laughs) yeah yeah
0: Uh, So, Beth, um, you've spoken about having uh, this uh, Pretty Loaded. uh, Do you have a website that people can go check out?
1: Right, prettyloaded.org, and you will find all sorts of safety guides and videos on there. Uh, We do online training, so you can take the online training at your own pace. I have anti-carjacking videos. just videos on driving safely because most people don't know how to drive safely and how to stop and where most accidents happen. Uh, and then all sorts of videos just on fringe areas and how to be a hard target.
0: Well, that's great. And uh, to the audience, go check out uh, Um Do you have any words of advice for someone who is uh, probably a victim of these tragic experiences
1: yeah i just knowing that you're not alone uh there are a lot of victims out there and it's not just women i deal with a lot of men that have been victimized and they don't like to talk about it because they think they're masculine and this shouldn't happen to them but that's not true that's not true whatsoever I, I think the best thing that you can do is, you know, try to get some training, get your confidence back, you know, get in, empowered again so you can kind of get yourself back. Um, and it's, it's a really important thing. It's important to, to not live in fear anymore.